0: I'm like, oh yeah, I've been in the pulpit for two years, but yeah, it sounds great. So, and then on top of it, I've sun comes out. I'm a contractor, so I've been pouring concrete all week, and we had two back-to-back pours that I had to leave my house at two in the morning for, and that included yesterday. So, I'm still in a haze. So I'm up here, and it's kind of a hold your beer. Mo- oh wait, no, I can't say that in church. A hold my communion cup and watch this moment. <laughs> like I said, I'm a contractor, so I always hope my heart doesn't spill out too much, and I slip up here, but. Christianity is based off of forgiveness. Remember that, okay? We, uh, oh, geez, I don't even know where I'm going now. I got a Bible and some chicken scratch on paper. This should be good. Um, all right, I'll reel it back in. Laughter is a good coping mechanism, by the way, kids. So, yes, my wife and I, we had a fun last couple years. But, you know, it, I, I'm going to pull it back a second. You know, there's this Bible verse in Psalms 127, well, it's a few of them, actually. And it starts out with, Behold, it's a 127.3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be Put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So I'm like, cool, let's make some weapons. (laughs) And you know, I feel like God gave my wife and I. We have a total of three boys. My oldest, James, is 14. My wife is not his, well, he's almost 14. My wife is not his biological mother, but we've been together since what? He was like 13 months old. So, and then we have. Two together, we have Jonah, who is six, and Judah, who is two. And I feel like, and I might be biased because they're my kids, but I feel like at the end of the day, God gave us some of the sharpest arrows that have ever been forged. But some days, I feel like the quiver they're in on my back was like the Dollar Tree special. And so every time I take a step, I'm getting poked with these things. And I kind of know what Jesus felt like from getting all the whips. I don't remember. There's some number, but it was a lot. So my back's a little scarred, but we'll be all right. Because, <laughs> what's that word my daddy? Perspective. They're a blessing. Thank you, God, for these cuts on my back. Yeah, see, that's why I'm sharing on this. It's one of those, like, I don't know how to do your job, but my book says you're doing it wrong. Because I'm learning perspective, okay? Learning, key word there. I can't stand hypocrites, even though I'm one like a lot, but I'm human, forgive me. Anyway, so back it up. My wife and I, two years ago, well, it a little longer two years ago, my wife gets pregnant with Judah. And a lot of you know this story, but I'm going somewhere with it, so bear with me, because some of you, it might be a review, but you'll do better on the pop quiz at the end than the people that just heard it, because refresher, you've got to step ahead. So we go, wife gets pregnant. Our first son we had together, it was like this picture-perfect thing in the midwife play. I mean, it was like picture-perfect birth. No health issues with anybody. It was amazing. And then Judah comes along. And well, I don't know, what was it? Were you four months into it, five months? When your blood pressure started getting all wacky? Two months? Oh, was it the get-go? That's right. Good thing my wife's here. Anyways, not very far into it. My wife one day is like, I don't feel right. I'm like, okay. So she goes to the doctor and her blood pressure is like through the roof. So they, oh, no big deal. Put her on pills. Well, they keep like, oh, no big deal in it. And they just keep upping the dose a little bit. But like, oh, this happens sometimes. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. Well, no big deal. All of a sudden one day turns into a panic call from my wife. They're sending me to the hospital because my blood pressure is so high. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm in the middle of the store with a grocery cart full of groceries. So I leave it there take off, go to the hospital. And this is where the journey really began because she ended up getting put on bed rest for what? Almost a month? Almost a month, hospital bed rest. There were a few times she got to come home, but she'd come home for a little bit and the blood pressure goes, so high. we just have to go back and get admitted. So finally they just kept her there. We get transferred to Medford and they're still kind of like, oh, it'll be a little bit, no big deal. Mind you, she's 27 weeks pregnant right now. So she's not very far along at all. And... She goes there, and I go to work, because they're like, oh, she'll be fine. Yeah, I go to work. Next thing I know, emergency phone call, everybody's dying. So kind of Reader's Digest version, but I get to the hospital, emergency C-section. She's screaming. They're ripping the baby out. 27 weeks, one pound, seven ounces. And they pull him out, and the most giant journey for the next three months begin, because he was in the NICU for, well, almost three months, 78 days. And it did. It came, our final medical bill at the end was $1.4 million. I got one bill from the, uh, I, we, got one bill from the uh, NICU. Just the NICU stay for 78 days was $794,000. one ones bills you look at, you laugh and you got to throw it in the trash can because it's like, okay, well, I'll give you $25 until I die. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like $784,000, i am like,
1: mm-hmm, or
0: 94, dollars whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I think my mom, I showed her, I was standing there when I opened the letter, and I'm like, is this a joke? Am I reading this right? And she's like, yeah, you might want to put that in the let God deal with it box, I think is what she said. So my let God deal with it box is the trash can. Here you go. Cast my cares on to you. Yep, there you go. I don't want them anymore. They're gone. So we have, is that slide, is Tony, Tony up there? Is the slideshow ready? I have a little slideshow, and I'm going to play it real quick. And it just, oh, Tony's not up there. Uh-oh, uh-oh, see that, we're human, delay, ooh, ooh, joke time, just kidding, but no, we, we got a little slideshow my wife whipped up, um, just to give you an idea, just so you can look and see at the journey of the progression, I think it's just a couple minutes, so when it starts, I'll awkwardly stand here while you guys watch it for two and a half minutes, fair deal, I promise I'm going somewhere, you're not going to giggle all day. Are you regretting your choice yet, Dad? Forgiveness, remember that. Where's Tony? Tony's up there? Tony's the man. Do you guys know Tony? Tony is awesome. This poor guy has to deal with so many like technological failures, and he keeps on trucking. That's no one's fault, it just happens. And he has been very faithful. We love you, Tony. Thank you. All right. We rolling? Can we see it? Can you guys see it? Uh Uh-oh. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he was little. Very little. That's how big he was when he went home. My gorgeous wife, April, for those of you that haven't met her, she's mine. So yes, the story finished well, and he ended. He's fine, no uh, developmental disabilities, despite the ridiculously odds against it. Um, no health issues. Even the I'll save you all the details because of all the oxygen he was on for so long because of breathing issues. They, he had a a little bit of a, a partial blindness, and it's even gone away at a rate that the doctors are like, oh, wow, normally it doesn't go away that fast. I'm like, yeah, it's Jesus. <laughs> but it, it's, it's I should say easier now, and I'll, I'll be honest, it's this last couple years, even after all of it, it, it took a hit on my wife and I, on our marriage, on a lot of areas of our life, and we're still struggling back, but we're here, right, babe? We're here. And, um, but it, that journey, because even after we... We brought him home, and you see that picture. I said, that's him going home, then you see him in a hospital bed again because we were home for two weeks, and then we had to take him back for a triple hernia surgery up in Eugene. I don't know he was back two weeks. Ago. It was like one week or something. I mean, it wasn't very long, and, you know, you're back. You thought you were free, and you're back there. He went home weighing like five pounds. I mean, he was tiny, and you take this thing home thinking you're going to break it. And, um, but that journey of, you know, from when it started, to getting to the other side the promised land as we can call it today Um, it's not an easy road and during it you know you, you, you read the bible children are a blessing right and you're stuck in this world of Trying to have that, okay, this is a blessing. And you almost feel like you're having to convince yourself. Does that make sense? I mean, it, it, it's, it's you're, you're trying to tell, tell people, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's great to see Jesus work. And it's like, dear God, I'm convincing myself as I'm telling them this. And I'm just going to be honest. It, you know, it because it, it, half the time I was just like, and I've shared this, and it's, it's, you know, it's in this world of, like, do I embrace loving this life that I don't even know how much time's left on its clock? Or do I just emotionally disconnect now? So if he does die, it's just easier to cope with. I mean, it's an awkward place as a parent to be. It was a horrible place. And I know my wife battled that because I, at the end of the day, life's finite for anybody. Any one of us could be gone in, in an instant. And, and I mean, that's a scary thing in love is at some point we have to say goodbye I mean, even in a marriage, like, till death do us part, but one day, one of us is going to have to say goodbye. I mean, I always hope it's like we all go together, but this isn't Hollywood. It doesn't work like that. I mean, there's a few lucky ones that happens, but... And, you know, trying to keep a healthy perspective in that is, in my life up to that moment, even now, I look back, was was the hardest... One of the hardest times I have ever had to try and keep a healthy perspective and not just throw in the towel. Because you hear all these good things, and and, and, and this is what you're stuck in this middle of. This is this is the blessing. Okay. And, you, you know, it's hard as you went through it. A ton of you guys prayed here for it, but it, it was so up and down. It was literally every time the phone rang, you got anxiety because... One time the phone would ring from the NICU because we could only be there during certain times, and it was like, oh, he's doing really good today. And then the next day it's like, hey, we think he has this, and he's probably going to die tonight. I mean, you're talking, he was so little that when you're sitting there, it, you'd be holding him, and he would forget to breathe and just flatline. I'm like, literally, your kid would die in your arms. And they come over and rub. I mean, the NICU nurses, that's their everyday. And I'm not saying they're heartless about it, because they're like the superheroes in the medical world, in my opinion. they I don't I'm not saying regular nurses aren't, but I'm telling you that's like a whole nother tier. Because I've dealt with like all sorts of hospital stuff, and those Nikki nurses are like a whole nother level. It, they're phenomenal. And especially the one I'm effort, I have nothing but good to say. And you know, they come over and they're like, oh come on, little buddy, breathe. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, my kid's dead. Like literally. But when they cut him out, they kept using the term, yeah, after we do the C section, we're gonna we're gonna resuscitate him. I'm like, You mean stabilize the patient? And they're like, No, 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 we because when we cut the umbilical cord at that size, they they just flatline. So like you they have that, you know, three minute window to get little homie jump started before brain damage sets in. And you're like, Mm, okay, cool. Second he came out, I'm looking at the clock. All right, you guys, you got three minutes, you better pull this off. Right? I mean that's And they did. They did a good job. Job well done. And perspective. How did I keep it? A lot of it was other people. Encouraging. And I remember, you know, my wife was over there a lot, and I'd be home, and the kids got sick, and she'd be over there by herself, and I'd be home with sick kids because I couldn't go over there, you know. I'd sit there and I'd vent to my parents, and they they would. I, I remember my mom especially would always just, you know, Jonathan, I just feel my heart is going to be okay. And you know, it's it's even in that you fight this like, okay, am I just getting patronized? Like, yeah, it's going to be okay, buddy. You know, but it, I I really, from my mom, felt it was sincere. And you know, it was those little things that you clung to, like, okay, Lord, I'm going to believe this because. You said these kids are a blessing, so no matter how this ends, it's got to be a blessing. It has to be. And some days I didn't like the blessing. Some days I wanted nothing to do with the blessing. But I tried to take those encouraging moments and cling to them for what I could, no matter how small the word was. And I remember even after, you know, you later on down the road see God's hand and all this, and, you know, I look and... I, I. I remember he was, one of the first times we ever saw Judah smile, I remember sitting there thinking, okay, this kid's died 400 times. So I'm like, hey, do you know Jesus? And the kid lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Can you validate that? 100% true. First time I ever smiled. And he gets his big old grand giggles and kicks. First time he ever smiled. So I'm like, okay. I may have felt abandoned, but I wasn't. And even to this day, we were just watching some video the other night and um, on a, it was like one of those soothing music for sleeps because Judah, our little blessing bless his heart. He likes to take like two hours to go to bed. We have tried every parenting tip known to man. And when it's two hours, everyone's exhausted, you're sick, and he's just like, da mama, hi, ha, ha, and it's like, okay, we've been putting you back in bed for two hours, thank you for the blessing, Lord, but this cheap quiver sucks, because I'm getting poked again. <laughs> it's not Pharaoh's fault, it's a bad quiver, maybe that's on my part, ooh, see, ooh, that might be something, there's another sermon in that, quivers, what is the quiver? Someone might already have an answer, you can email me later. Um, but we're sitting there watching this, like, I'm going to try YouTube, right? Like one of those super sleepy videos. And so there's all this nature stuff, and Judah's, like, in my arms, and he's getting quiet. I mean, this was just, I'm literally, like, a few weeks ago. And he's sitting there, and he's, like, kind of getting, the, you know, the heavy eyes. I'm like, oh, thank you, God, this is working. This must have been a prophetic word from you, the YouTube video. All of a sudden, this big picture. You know, I thought it was, like, a supernova. I don't know if it was a galaxy, some crazy if Pastor Doug would have given me more time, I could have had a picture of it. I'm just kidding, Dad. Like that, passing the buck. Um, but it, it's just, I don't know, it's some like crazy picture of something in space. And Judah literally shoots up out of my arms, points to the screen, and goes, Jesus! Pardon me, like just, I broke in tears, you know? While I fought, dang it, he's awake again. But it happens. <laughs> But, you know, it it, it just, you know, what does that mean? I don't know. I I don't, you know, I I sat there, I Googled what's a supernova, what's a galaxy, and I, I looked at all this, and, you know, I could fabricate a million things in my mind of why he would represent that with Jesus. But at the end of the day, I think the most important part of that is that even when what seemed like this desert, God was obviously there way more than I could see. Because this little boy still sees Jesus, a two-year-old, when I'm failing to see him in that moment. Because I'm just thinking, dear God, I want to go to bed. It's 1130. I got to get up and pour concrete in five hours. Perspective is tough. And I haven't figured it out. I mean, I look back and I wish I could have had a better attitude through a lot of it. I still wish I could have a better attitude about a lot of things now. Because I'm in the boat with a miracle, but I still get frustrated. I'm human. God gave us all permission to fail. I think sometimes the church almost imposes, I'm not saying this church, but church as a whole, as a body that imposes this. We have to hold up to this standard, and it's wrong to say, what the heck? And it's okay. It's okay to sit and go, God, you you gave me a promised land, supposedly, but I ain't seeing it, brother. And I think it goes one of two ways. We either can choose to push through and make it to the other side and see it. Or I think a lot of times our view on Father God can get jaded as well. The choice is ours. That's okay. And he loves us no matter what. And whether we choose to Have a healthy perspective or a bad one. His love for us doesn't change. And you know I can I can sit here and okay, so I got my my happy and good story with Judah, right? Well, one of my other arrows, my oldest boy. My mom and him or my mom. His mom and I, wow, that sounded awkward. His mom and I, we didn't work out. We were both in an unhealthy place, we were young. I have nothing ill against her. She's done a phenomenal job. His his biological mother, but going through all of it, the fight to be able to see my son was a lot because there was a lot of feelings, and I wasn't a nice guy. She was jaded, totally get it, not throwing rocks. But you know, through through even that journey of this arrow, this blessing that's poking through the quiver, my per- <clears throat> wow, my voice has changed. I'm finally growing up to be a real boy. <laughs> through all this. How many communion cups did I have before I started? I lost count. Anyways, they put them in these little like shot glass things, you know. I just, it's tempting. Temptation, that's next week's service. So, you know, through this whole journey with my older boy, it didn't end how I would have liked I still see him. He's here today. He's probably on his phone or sleeping somewhere. He's a teenager now. But, you know, through the whole thing, it was a lot of ups and downs. There was a lot of hurtful things I said to loved ones just because I was irritated. Stuff wasn't going the way I wanted. There was a lot of money spent on broken cell phones because I didn't like the phone call. There was a lot of stress in my marriage. And, you know, it was because in my heart, I wanted full custody of my son. And I got the standard, which is 28% of his life. No ill feelings towards his mom. Because I was sitting there saying I should have him. She's thinking she should have him. And that's just how it worked out. And I remember at one point, I would always pray. For the longest time, I would pray, Lord, I want custody of my son. That was it. I remember one day my mom in one of my fits of rage just not happy about how it ended I was probably there to borrow a cell phone because my mom was broke said you know Jonathan I love you but I want you to know that I don't pray for James for you to have custody of James oh really mom your mother's day present is shrunk She said, I just want you to know that I've been praying that God will keep him where God wants him. I had to have a bit of a shift in perspective. it went okay. And as much as it aggravated me, I still got her Mother's Day gift. And it grew on me. And I shifted my prayer to that. And you know what? He's still with his mom. I don't see him as much as I would like that is not against her. That's just how it is. Um, And so I get to sit still. And it's not the happy ending I would like, but it's the blessing I got. And in those moments of anger and disappointment, when I learned to calm down and say, okay, Lord, this is a blessing. This kid's a blessing. Help me see how this is a weapon, because right now the only thing I see getting destroyed is my attitude and my family. And I'm looking like a retard here. Maybe I shouldn't say that's not politically correct. I'm looking like a I don't know, what's a PC word for that? Fool. Good job. Look at that's biblical. Good job, babe. Look at that. We're back on track. We're using biblical words now. I was acting a fool. So I'm saying I'm sorry. I, like I said, it's been a while since I've been up here. i got to giggle through this one so I don't keep the butterflies away. And, um yeah, that's where I was. He's still, I see him 28% of his life. But in those moments, I calmed down. I remember these times where And this is, like I said, all stuff I've shared on the and I'm not trying to beat a drum, but sometimes we need reminded. And, um, you know, I, I would get in these moments of like, Lord, I just want to see my son. And God's response would always be, that's how I feel about all my children. And when I could learn to calm down, even though it wasn't the ending I wanted, when I could get my flesh to chill for a second, from what I want and say, okay, Lord, where's the blessing? Where's the blessing? Where's the promised land in this? I feel like I got to see a side of God's heart that a lot of people don't see. And I'm not saying because I'm better than than greater than because those people will see an entirely different side that I don't. That's why our inheritance is in the body as a whole. Because I get a part, you get a part, you get a part. We all have a part. And in that, you know, you, you get, but it takes us chilling out. And it takes us to get to this place where we have to say, God's not the bad guy. And sometimes he gets a bad rap. And I don't know why God allows certain things to happen, certain things not to. But I can tell you from just my children, where I have the happy ending from a crazy situation. And I've seen where the blessing comes from that. And the testimony that I continue to get to share with people of what how God can take the impossible and make it possible. Because I tell you, that kid, those percentages they gave us of him to end up normal, I, I mean, it was like nothing. And I had to sit there and go, okay, Lord, it's just, it's just numbers. It's just numbers. And whenever they're like, oh, we think he has this or we think he's got this. And I remember, man, we would jump on Facebook and you guys were awesome. We, I mean, we, I wasn't even like, hey, help Judah. It was like, boom, okay, we need this prayed for right now because they're saying he's like dead. And pray for it. And a huge percentage of the time, I mean, I'd say 90% of everything we posted the next day, they'd be like, "Huh, oh, weird, it's fine. Oh, that heart valve closed on its own. Huh, oh, that's weird. We did another brain scan, and we still can't find a brain bleed. I'm like, cool, can you quit beaming his brain? Because obviously it's fine. Just accept that it's not there, okay? Good gracious. I mean, he still had blood transfusions, and they had to put needles in and vent lungs and ventilators and all this crazy stuff. And But he's he's fine. But I also have this other blessing that's, The promised land isn't what I look like, but in the big picture, what's more important, my flesh or God's heart? And I see the fruit, and this isn't trying to toot my horn, but I I see the fruit where God can use me by me having that perspective. Because I work in a field with a lot of guys that are rough guys that have been through a lot. And so it, it gives you this compassion to be able to work with them. And to love on them and to meet them where they're at. But that's my choice. I get to choose. Get out my chicken scratching notes here. I wrote, God allows all things to work for the good. The Bible says that, does it not? Of those who love him. So whether past, present, and future, all of our choices, circumstances, life events, are all for his good. For he is the same always and forever. Don't give the enemy victory, give God the opportunity to crush Satan with redemption. It's Father's Day. I mean, why we only celebrate dads and moms one day a year, I don't know. I mean, I think after becoming a parent, I think parents should get celebrated every day. But Father, you know, as as a dad, I fail daily. But I try to base everything off Father God. And a lot of times, more often than not, I'm coming back with, I don't think Jesus would have handled it that way. And I repent and apologize to my kids. Because my middle son, Jonah, that's a whole other story. He was a picture-perfect birth, but let me tell you, that kid's going to change the world, but he's a handful, and I mean that. Rose crown over his teacher, sitting there shaking his head her head. He's an amazing kid. But I tell you, learning to guide it and not fight it. They say it takes a village to raise a kid. I think this kid is going to take like 14 villages. And I don't say that as a negative to my kid if he ever comes back and listens to it. It's a positive because that kid, you want to talk about a sharp arrow. He's going to change the world. That arrow is going to sail and body's going to be dropping left and right, but we're still figuring out how to get it there, so I I don't know, I don't know how that story's going to end yet, we're having a positive perspective in the learning, right babe, right Rose, (laughs) that's right, he's going to do it, and he's going to, he's going to slay like David, is that what he said, yeah, he's amazing, Kids has got a heart bigger than a bus, but, you know, I don't know, I don't know where my dad was going with this or not, and I don't want to hijack his words, but I really feel, you know, and I'm not doing it because it's the cliche Father's Day, I got asked to share on my journey of a parent, so that's what I'm doing, but, and I don't know what my dad's feeling, but I really feel like, you know, after this last year, it, it, this whole, I don't know, we feel like we, we joked that Judah was born, like, the whole world went to shambles afterwards, because it was like, we just recovered from that, and then this whole flipping COVID nonsense shenanigan, and I'm not saying it's not real, I'm not saying it doesn't, can't make people sick, I'm just, how crazy everything got because of it, it just was, everything was out of proportion, in my opinion, that's my opinion, that is not endorsed by the church. That's me. If you got a problem with it, call me. Do not attack the elders, please. Just be big kids. Come to me. Your brother offends you. Come to your brother. Please. My poor dad's got to listen to me whine enough. You don't need to hear whining from everybody else. I'm just kidding. I'm a tough cookie, too. He probably feels like he got the Dollar Tree quiver, too. <laughs> God! Ugh. All right, bring it back, Jonathan. Whew. But no, you know, it it God is good. He is good. It's hard to see sometimes. And I get that. And you have permission to say, what the crud's going on? It's okay. You're you're not a failure. You're not unspiritual. You're not lacking faith. You're just looking going, Hey, I'm not seeing it. Help me out here. And what saved me was being able to lay down my pride enough. And to make a a conscious decision of I'm not going to let this jade my relationship with God. I'm not going to let it shape my opinion of Father God. I am going to choose to hold strong and believe that everything in here is true. Whether it ends good or bad. I'm going to believe it's for my good. It's for his good. It's for the better good of mankind. But I have to choose that. I got to chill out. And I have to lay my pride down enough to go, I'm struggling here. And not worry about what people think. And just say, I need a word. I need help having a little bit healthier perspective right now. And I think beyond just that, I know that even like on on, on Father's Day, I've encountered rough a lot for people because they have their earthly relationship with their father was awful. So I can't imagine starting out a Christian walk with an already like, jaded view of what a father is and then all of a sudden you're trying to make this connection with father god like i I mean i i I, my heart breaks for people in those positions because it's like you you find yourself in these horrible moments because life does that we live in a fallen world like bad things happen i mean even my wife the whole reason she got sick it was preeclampsia they don't even know what causes it the doctors are like oh it's the curse of monogamy and i'm like what They're like oh she'd have had four kids with four different guys it never happened I'm like, uh, it's not supposed to work like that. But that's like the only common thread they can find. Somehow it's like a miracle that Judah didn't end up like that because somewhere, something in between me and her didn't jive, and all of a sudden she's dying. Because preeclampsia is like, what, is it the placenta goes rogue and tries to kill mom and baby? I mean, pretty much. Like the Reader's Digest version? Yeah. Like, here's this ble- blessing God gives you, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> Freaking placenta. I'd say whose idea was that, but God made... Oh, my wife's covering her face. Yep, you married me. You said I do. Anybody know any good marriage counselors? I'm going to need it when I go home. What do you do on Father's Day? Oh, spend it alone. I shouldn't joke like that, because some people might. I'm sorry. That was that was probably not. But, you know, it, it, it's hard, and it it... it you know, whether you're in a bad spot and you're having a problem having a perspective, and then to add, like, okay, I, my idea of a father, period, is horrible. I mean, I can't even fathom being there. Does that make sense? I mean, talk about a setup for a double failure. So, you know, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him wrap this mess up. I had the intro of the body. I forgot the conclusion here. No, but he, he, I I talked with my dad, and he had, I felt, a a good word on his heart, and hopefully it's still there, because mine's gone. And uh, I'm going to let him wrap this up and wrangle in the show.
1: Well, it doesn't get any more raw and real, does it? I I appreciate young people and tender hearts coming up and just being raw and real. And uh, I certainly saw my son. We walked beside him, him and April, thrown this journey, and, and it was very raw and very real. And, you know, Jonathan said something that, you know, this is Father's Day. And sometimes it is hard for us to get our head around that everything that's happening to us is... God will make good. God's going to make it all work out. Somehow it's all going to be, woo-hoo, singing in the rain. And a lot of that has to do with our perspective. Because some of us had an earthly father that was either absent, was present but not, or incredibly abusive, abusive. I mean, the chart and the list goes on and on. I was very blessed in my life. I I had a father who loved me. I knew he loved me. So I never had a problem with getting my head and my heart around the fact that my father was good. And my father loved me and he encouraged me and he had supported me. But I've met many people in my journey who have not had that experience. I want here, you leaving here today knowing that God is good. You know, I just, just kind of wrapping this up, I just guys want you to know that, think about this for a moment. Has your past experiences your past perspective that you've developed from your past experiences has that become your promised land think about that for a moment you know is your promised land all that God said in his word that it would be can you see your promised land flowing with milk and honey can you see your promised land filled with the promises of God a lot of that has to do with our perspective. I just want to finish with painting this picture for you. I saw Amy up here painting this portrait. By the way, that was the fastest painting I think I've ever done. Well done, sister. That's beautiful. But imagine with me for a moment on this big old screen up here. Imagine, imagine seeing a picture of a small child. And, and, and a child standing on tiptoe, looking in through a glass window into this candy store filled with all kinds of candy and goodies and everything that you can imagine. All of us have experienced the candy store when we were younger. But imagine a little boy standing there and he's got one little coin in his hand. One little coin in his hand. Nose pressed against the glass. One little coin in his hand. Can you feel his limitation based on the one little coin? Some people can. I can imagine that moment. You got everything's, you've probably been in the store looking at something, and it's it's some kind of Cadillac taste, and you got Chevrolet income. And you're going, I just don't quite have enough. Gazing through the glass. But what what happens if you're standing there at that moment looking at the picture we're looking at, and the Holy Spirit comes up to you and says, you don't see something that I see. What's that? His father actually owns the store. Now that causes us to have a paradigm shift, right? Even though the picture, nothing in the picture has changed, none of the parameters, nothing has changed. But suddenly we have a complete paradigm shift because really at the end of the day, it's no longer how much money the little boy does or does not have in his hand. It's how much his father is willing to give to him. Let's stand. Fathers, I just want to encourage you. Men, I want to encourage you. I do know it's hard to be a man. It's hard. And I know it's even tougher to be a father. I know that. I know that from experience. It's hard. But at the end of the day, if God's called us to this, he'll give us the grace to do it. And what I loved about Jonathan and April's journey was they were in it together. My wife and I, it's never been about her or I or I or her. It's been about us as a team. And I just want to encourage you, husband and wives, let's figure this out. We're more effective when we work together as a team, right? Man. You know, and and I don't know where you're at. You are at in your journey. I don't know how you perceive to see your father, but uh, I want to tell you, God is good, and He's good all the time. And I have a feeling that even if you came from an abusive background, God knows that that wasn't His heart, but God can use that for His glory. Amen, amen. So, Father, we just thank you. Father, we just want to thank you because you own the store. Father, and you are good and you're good all the time. And Father, really, I think when it comes down to seeing what we want through the glass and stepping into the store is a matter of simply asking you. And Father, I know you're generous and kind and you'll give us exactly what we need. No more or no less. Thank you, God. Father, I just pray for the men in this room that you would fill them with just courage to continue walking the walk. You would continue to place in their hands the skills and the tools that they need to be a man and a father. Thank you, Lord and Father, I just pray for those that grew up in a world where it their father, oh, ugly stuff, I can just feel in my spirit even now. Father, I pray that you would begin to let peace flow into their hearts, and you would change their perspective. You would change their, 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 their position that they're looking in, and you would move them a little bit to the left or the right and allow them to see past their past experience into your heaven, God, into your kingdom. Mm. Thank you, God. Let your peace, let your joy, and let your righteousness just reign in our hearts. Wow. And we just thank you in Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. Well, God bless you. Go have a great day. Um, Man, don't be afraid to ask the Father. He's a good dad, and he wants to bless you.